0: It's the Fast Line on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers and Andrew Marshall. And Anthony Stalser, let's head to our celebrity line. We're joined by the voice of the Blues, Chris Gerber, on your home of the Blues, 101 ESPN. How you doing, Curbs?
1: Anthony, I'm doing
0: well. How are you? I'm doing good. Did I see you're trading for Otani on Twitter the other day?
1: <laughs> Man, people get all bent out of shape. <laughs> like, Welcome so, to our world, I Curbs. You want it on purpose. Like, of course, I didn't say you're going to resign. Look, anybody, nobody is trading for Shohei Otani. And pay in that freight if they're not going to re-sign them, okay? Like nobody. Now somebody may trade for them, but the freight's going to be a lot less, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I put it out there: like, would you would you consider trading Walker and Win if uh, if you could get Otani? And it's amazing how insulting people got when you're just asking a simple <laughs> question, right? And I'm like, like, y'all don't even like realize. Like, and the amazing thing is, is most like almost none of them have. Spent a lifetime in sports, so like, but they're knowledgeable, right? So you're like, that, that, that's just not how this works. Like, well, if I could sign them, well, no kidding, if you could sign them, like, yeah. Uh, but put... I would trade for guys. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I, like if I look at the if I look at the like the Cardinals right now. Okay, I'm not I'm not trading obviously. I'm not trading Arenado uh, or, because to me he's a draw. Watching his defense and everything, you know, and, and for the most part, I'm, I'm kind of that way on Goldsmith too. Right, but I look at the others, and aside from Walker, like when I go to the game, who do I get excited to see? You know, when I get excited to see, you know, uh, Arenado, I, I get excited to see Jordan Walker play. You know, and and I'll tell you what, I I think it would be the greatest thing in the world to see the birds on a bed on Shohei Otani's chest, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be
0: it'd be incredible. And I know I'm pie in the sky, but I'd love it. It would <laughs> yeah, be. I'm right
2: there with you, Curves. It would be. I've been trying to get incredible. in for two years now. Uh, but
0: oh. you're right. I mean, it's
2: got to come with that.
1: Isn't that one of the reasons? Like, you got to make sure that no matter what at this trade deadline, you keep Lars Newbar Because I don't like, like, if you're going to have any chance to even start negotiating, it, it, he's got to be a help, right?
0: <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. You got to make sure that he's got his his buddy there on the outfield. That's no, true. it makes sense. Uh, but you're right. It, it, any conversation starts with the qualifier of you, you've got to be able to resign him. So uh, that that should but be something. Nobody,
1: even though, even though baseball doesn't do the sign and trade like like these other sports, okay? You know like there there's just I, I just do not see a team getting a hold of Otani and playing the kind of freight you'd have to pay as a rental. Like that would just be full even for the Yankees or somebody, it just makes no sense. Because in the end, if you're a contending this is if you're a contending team right now, you're a team that has a solid pitching staff. You're a team that has a solid DH. Otherwise, you're not contending. If you're a contending team right now, what you'd have to give up to get Otani, I don't know. Like, like you're like those are the teams that are looking to add, not take anything off their roster, right? Right. So, to me, it's a real simple one. You're doing that if if you're really confident you're going to re-sign him. If not, you're letting somebody else grab him for a while.
2: Hey, curves. Talking about contending uh, in a different sport and a different market altogether, but uh, reading over the last handful of days that the city of St. Louis is now competing for a bid for the World Junior Championships. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I, th- I find it to be pretty exciting.
1: I, I love this uh, the, the, what, what they're doing here, and of course, the, you know, the city of St. Louis through uh, through the leadership of the Blues through the leadership of the Sports Commission. They've, they've tried before to get it. They tried once before and it went to the city, it went to Buffalo. Um, because of the nature of this tournament, you know, the, the, the IIHF would, would probably, they like the idea of being close to the Canadian borders, Figure you know, Canadians across the border. But since the time that the, that the Blues helped put a bid in for this, since the, t- the last time that they lost to Buffalo, all the renovations at Enterprise Center have been done. It's now uh, closer. It's now an, an updated state-of-the-art building. The uh, Centine Community Ice Center has been built. You've got the rink that seats three thousand people on the one side, which is great for some ancillary games. You have other facilities for this tournament, and uh, and I think it would be amazing. And we know how big St. Louis is as a as an event sports town, and that's what this would be. But if if they, can, if they can pull off this bid process and win this for, for the region, you're talking about the best 18-, 19-year-olds coming in uh, and and 17-, what, 17-, and 18-year-olds coming in, and these are all the players that are have been drafted, are about to get drafted, about to go impact the college program, you name it. I, I, it would be amazing, and I'd love to see you get it. But, Jamie, the other thing it does is the fact that, the fact that they're able to put these kind of bids out there for these kind of events and and have a chance at getting them, anybody can bid. But to have a chance at getting them, it speaks volumes to the fan base, the corporate support, and this St. Louis Blues ownership group and the commitment they did to really increase the awareness beyond just what the St. Louis Blues do and to the community and the sport of hockey.
2: Yeah, I would agree, Kerbs. Honestly, in the last, you know, decade I think there's been a combination of things that have happened. One, this ownership group has done a tremendous job of letting the world know that St- the city of St. Louis exists and that they can put on a hell of a show here. But also, the combination to me is the young players that have come out of St. Louis that have also opened a lot of eyes in the hockey world that they're that we're producing good players here as well. So, I kind of feel like it's been a bit of the perfect storm. Well, it
1: has been. The, the, the timing has been good. The, the 2016 draft was big. You know, the the, the coaching of, of you, Jeff Brown, Chaser, Kachuk, just Jamal Mares, Joe Vitale, Barrett Jackman, like it started when the alumni really started staying in town. You're seeing now how long it takes to really be grassroots with just how few rinks there were here before Brett Hall. Now how many rinks started being built after Brett Hall became a blue to what you're seeing now. But then you're also seeing the commitment, uh, you know, of the ownership group, and, and you know, look, I'll, I'll make the case that Tom Stillman's group allowing Doug Armstrong to make the moves and bring in Ryan O'Reilly is about as impactful it is maybe you know is an impactful impact on this organization as anything. But I think Tom Stillman bringing Chris Zimmerman in as president and CEO of this franchise is the same thing, because right from the start, it has been about a bigger vision. It has been about the winter classics. it is It has been about the all-Star game. It's been about like what what Steve Chapman, Chris Zimmerman, Phil Siddle, the 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 executive team, the this group has had to do from a political landscape to get the renovations done, what they're still fighting for, you know, to deal with the state of Missouri and the 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 sports betting aspect of it. It's gone so much more beyond just running a franchise. And the vision that they've put in place, not only has it been successful, but it's being rewarded with these events from a league standpoint. I mean, guys, to get to get the National Youth Hockey Championships, to have Centene be able to host that in a one-month time period when it was getting canceled because of COVID in another area was huge, to have the, the, the sled hockey championships, uh, it, it's so much more than just the walls of the St. Louis Blues, and that, that's the vision of this group and this group's leadership.
0: Chris Kerber joining us right now on 101 ESPN. Curbs, now that we, we believe that the roster is set, what's what's your overall viewpoint on this on this blues roster and how it compares the into the rest of the uh, to the rest of the Western Conference?
1: Uh I'd say middle of the pack right now, and the reason I say middle of the pack is I still believe there are a lot of question marks, and I, I think you might actually have even more question marks going into this season than you did last season. And as we've talked about a couple times on these shows, guys, the success of the season is much like the Cardinals this year. On what side of the question mark line do the answers fall? So I'm still thinking, like you, after you know, after trading or David Perron not re-signing before last season, that left a hole in the top six. That hole still exists, and it might actually even be more now with O'Reilly and Tarasenko gone. So. Does a Kaepernick, does a Verona, do they step in and fill it? Does a neighbor step in and fill it? Does a bulldog? does somebody step in that we don't know about from a camp aspect and fill it? To me, there's still a top six role because I just believe that if you're going to be competitive on a, on a more realistic side, Brandon Sod's on your third line, you're shifting things down. So uh, I, I like the moves that Doug Armstrong made in terms of adding you know, some of the character guys like bringing Sonny back and stuff. But I still think there are some question marks in terms of that top six that will really define you. You may have the guys to fill them internally. You may not. You're hoping that these guys step up and fill those roles and play it. Contract your motivation for Kapanen, for Verana, for Sundquist, right? But uh, you're also hoping that is it, is it a Jake Neighbors? Who else that has term steps in and says, I want that spot? And th- th- that, to me, is where the question mark lies.
2: Curbs, you mentioned a name that it's been kind of fascinating to me this off season to kind of watch what's been going on but Vladimir Tarasenko former Blues player here one you know great player in franchise history to trade to the Rangers and now he still sits out there on the free agent market in your opinion what, what do you think's going on right now
1: uh i my personal opinion and i haven't talked to anybody about this genie i haven't talked to it. Vladdy or somebody with knowledge. All right, I, when when Vladimir Tarasenko moved away from Mike as his agent, I think it was a massive mistake on his part. The new agent is the one that decided to go public with the issues with the team doctors, and that was an absolutely wrong play. Um, I do believe that it would have been in the best interest of the Blues to have moved Vladimir Tarasenko at the beginning of last year, no matter what the price but they held on to him. They got a first-round pick and a combination with Nikola, so, so that worked out. I just think that, for example, what you could have done with that salary cap space might have helped the team out better last year more so than this year. Uh, Jamie, I'm fascinated by this topic in sports primarily, and you will have more knowledge than any of us at, at the station, maybe Kerry Davis right now, because the advice of your agent is one thing, but the agent still works for the player. And if that agent doesn't have a real good sense of what the market is and where teams are and what you could really do and overvalues where that player is, then that player can really get stung in the free agent situation, and I think that that's what happened. Now, it may still work out for Vladimir. He changed agents again. There are some teams that have some opportunity, but it may not be exactly where he wants it, or he may have to take a shorter deal than he thought. But Ryan O'Reilly had a very clear vision of where he wanted to be and about the range. And here's a player that went from $7.5 million to $4.5 million and signed a four-year deal, right? He had a realistic approach to where he was in his career. I don't know where that realism is right now with Vladimir Tarasenko.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch how his situation unfolds.
1: Curbs, great stuff. Have a great
0: rest of your week and a great weekend.
1: All right, guys. Have an awesome weekend. You too. Cheers, thanks. Folks.